Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. We've been in each other's lives for a very long time now. Uh, yeah, what, five years? No, Longer? more than that. More than that, because I won the VJ search in 2013, and okay. the first time I ever stepped foot on a massive stage was the MMVA stage, and I introduced you. Really? In 2013, and you performed on that stage, and I remember I was like, Tyler Shaw, the winner of the Coca-Cola Oh my gosh, was it just me and a guitar? It was you and a guitar. Yeah, yeah, that, I remember that day. I do that was that a day. long time ago, and yet yeah. that day is forever emblazoned in my brain because it was such, I was just like, what is my life? Like six True. months ago, I was knee deep in textbooks studying science, True. and now I'm in like a pink dress on a stage introducing In front artist. of thousands, yeah. In front of thousands, yeah. and I like wanted to vomit. I was so nervous. Yeah, oh like, my gosh. Do you remember that day? I do remember that day. Yeah, my guitar, um, my string broke when I was performing. I remember oh, that. Awkward. Yeah, super awkward, but it was fine. Also, you were like <laughs> fresh. You were so fresh. Yeah, super fresh. The fact that you fresh. got through that and the fact that you held on to the show must go on. Well, I mean, what am I going to do? Stop and... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. I would have had to step in. Exactly. Then I would have had to step in. What would you you have done? I don't know. Exactly. Give you a hug. (laughs) No. Start awkwardly dancing on stage Uh, and hope that people are just as entertained. Yeah. That would be bad. Anyway. But I love that we both kind of got thrown into this world. Or it was totally. catapulted. Like it you was, always yeah. kind of had envisioned this. But mm. like for me, it was definitely catapulted through a contest. Right. Like never in my life did I think my life would take such a pivot. Right. Move to a whole new city. Yeah. Be thrown into a whole new world. It's true. Because of a contest. It's true. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, a lot of careers start that way. American Idol. Yeah. Same kind of deal, right? Um, yeah. No, it's interesting that way. So Tyler, before moving to Toronto. What was what was what was Baby Tyler like? <coughs> baby Tyler. Little Baby Tyler. And where are you from again? Vancouver. Uh, Coquitlam, Coquitlam is the uh, town or city. It's a city. Okay. It's a it's a city. It's about an hour outside Vancouver, so it's not too far. Um, baby Tyler, though, I I grew up um, with an older brother, a younger brother, a younger sister, and another younger brother. So the house was always full. It was very energetic. Busy. Very busy. busy Lots going on. Yeah. Um, and I was, uh, in the school band in middle school and I was fully immersed into playing soccer every single day. Those were kind of like the, the top soccer things. Soccer and band. Soccer and music. Yeah. I love that you were a big soccer kid. Yeah. I love like finding out what people were into when they were younger. Cause I feel like it totally. does, it all kind of plays into who you become as an adult. It's very true. Yeah. And like being part of a team, especially in like the athletic world. The team thing still, I, I relate to soccer still today, you know? Um, but definitely I played it basically when I started walking up until university. So. so what happened? Did you just like 
make peace with it and say goodbye to soccer? Do you still play soccer? I still play soccer, yeah. I tried not playing soccer. Yeah. It's just impossible for me. It's, it's just it's, part of your it's, soul. It is. It actually is, though. It's I grew up playing it, like I said. And uh, it's it's been a part of me ever since. So I feel like being part of a band is a big team thing. Like you gotta mm-hmm. gotta all be on the same page, same yeah, goal. Not like even same thing with the sports team. One hundred percent. But not even just the band, but just like team in general. Like your your management as a musician, your label, your booking agent. All, they're all on the same team, right? So they'll have to work together. Um, I'm sure you've experienced teamwork as well. I mean, teamwork is great. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. That's my first cheesy slogan of the day. Okay. There will probably be at least Let's keep a count more. here. Okay. <laughs> so far, that's number one. Nice. Um, no, so did you ever think for a minute you would go like pro? Like, or did you know that, that was music? The, that was my dream uh, growing up is I want to become a professional soccer player. Um, when did that come crashing down? Like, when did you realize like <laughs> maybe I don't have what it takes to go pro in soccer? Uh, it's not that I, I thought I'd had what it t- took <laughs> for the, even up until university um it was when the music stuff started becoming uh, more popular where i was like oh maybe maybe i'll do music you know um it was uh, it was always music or soccer yeah. for me so i was uh going to the university of prince Edward island um on a scholarship there uh and the music stuff started happening so i had to make a decision Shit, so you were actually good. Here yeah. I thought you were like, yeah, I'm so good. I no. can play soccer. Yeah, no. I, like, you were actually good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when music started to come in, you were still in university. Mm-hmm. Like, how did that happen? You're balancing school. Yeah. You're on a soccer team. And then you're also just like, what? like In my dorm room. Playing guitar? Playing guitar, jamming. I had like a USB mic and some shitty software that I was recording music with. And I would just like put up covers and put up dinky little originals um that are taken down now you can't hear those um yeah and just like kind of doing it all because music was an outlet for yeah. me it, it really was like soccer was like okay like focus on soccer yeah. focus on soccer and when i was stressed or wanted to like escape the world music was kind that's of really healthy because you know most university students when they want to escape they end up just partying all night long alcohol doing drugs, drugs drinking totally yeah and here you are wholesome i mean i still did that boy. but you gotta still live right you, guys, <laughs> no, of course. But you did have a, another outlet yeah that was like my go-to is like okay like i don't feel like studying i don't yeah. feel like going to the gym yeah i'm gonna play music i yeah. i so i can't believe you took down your originals i mean why would you do that? Do you know that all my first YouTube videos are still up? Are still up because like I started on <laughs> Ask Men, which okay. is like I don't even know if you know what Ask Men I, is, but like it's basically like a, do you know what it is, Danny? So his manager's right here. Yeah, so it's basically, <coughs> I mean I always say it's like GQ online. Oh, it's like a interesting. men's like website. Cool. It sounds so raunchy when I say it. And I was hosting <laughs> these like these videos while I was going to school full time mm-hmm. because it just it paid so much better than like waitressing. Okay. And I would like read scripts that were taped to a camera and like I was awful, awful. But there's like hundreds of bad videos of me online. If ever you're bored, just look up Chloe Wilde go Daily Brief now. on YouTube. Oh my gosh. And basically if ever you want to be in TV and you think I don't have the skills, <laughs> trust me, you can do it because I started off so crap. You, you know, it's interesting you say that because I, too, that's why I took them down. Yeah. Because the, the originals, they were, they were something, but you grow and you're like, oh, that that's that's garbage. But yeah. it's all part of the journey. So the fact that you can go on YouTube and watch yeah. yourself and just 
you can be like, oh, you know, I started somewhere. I mean, I try to be positive, but honestly, if I had control over those videos, I probably would take oh, really? them down. <laughs> I probably would, but I don't own them. So they're just uh, living up there. So uh, I have to kind of like come to terms with the fact that fair enough. there's a lot of really, really bad yeah, videos of me online. Enough. Yeah, that's okay. But you have to start somewhere. You do. You really do. And it, like I said, it's all part of the journey. Yeah. You learn from, you know, you probably learned something from doing that first interview. Yeah. I uh, mean, it set me on this path. Exactly. Like exactly. you never know who you're going to meet that's going to kind of like mm -hmm. pivot your life. So the guy that got me the job doing those Ask Men videos, mm -hmm. I used to be a promo girl for him. Like, you know, like bottle yep. girls and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So it was a very short-lived career for Chloe in that world. Right. I, I was not made to be a bottle girl. I couldn't handle it. Oh, no. So I think I did like two jobs. But for whatever reason, this guy kept thinking of me when random opportunities would come up. Right. So when he knew of someone who was looking for a new daily brief girl and asked men, he was like, I think I actually know someone. You, so he called me yeah. and I was like, no, I cannot do another bottle service gig. Like, thank <laughs> you so much. No, thank you. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's it's you doing videos. I'm like, this sounds really disturbing. I think I'm going to pass. He's like, just go, just go. And I almost didn't go to that audition. Oh, my gosh. It was like between nursing classes. And I was like, I don't know if I have time between classes. Hmm. And then I went. And like that audition and that job is essentially what opened my eyes to this whole new world. Because before then, it was just neuroscience, physiology, chemistry. Like right. that was my whole world. Right, right. Like I, mean, I didn't grow up doing like wanting both soccer and music. Interesting. Like, my life kind of like took a random little pivot. Interesting. And imagine if you didn't go. I don't know. We wouldn't yeah. be here at Weeday in Ottawa. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing how one decision yes. can Yo, butterfly completely. It, exactly. That movie, it I still, I've got to watch it. Ashley Kutcher. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. What's up? Can I, I'm curious. What did you study at university? Sociology. Wow. Yeah. I did. I did. This was Soch 101 and Soch 102. So it wasn't like, I wasn't yeah. deep into it. Yeah. But um, well, you that did was one my semester and you're like, peace. <clears throat> yeah. Wait, is that really what happened? This is true. Are you a dropout too? Yeah. So I'm a graduate <laughs> and a dropout. Okay, there you Stay go. Stay in school, kids. It's really good for you. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, life throws <laughs> you a little your dreams. You gotta follow yeah. your dreams. Yeah. And it helps that like all my friends and family were supportive. Like yeah. they weren't like, no, like stay in school and get your degree. It was like, if you want to do this, yeah. go for it. Because school will always be there. What was the moment where you realized... I got to drop out so I can pursue this full time. Like, was there an opportunity that came up? Um, yeah, I signed a singles deal with Sony. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> no big deal. Um, so with that, I was like, okay, let me keep put school on hold, uh, move to Toronto for a few months, see how it goes. And that was seven years ago. <laughs> so you, like, you were really young when you made that big move. I was 19, yeah. Like, do you think, like, wh I don't think a lot of, like youth could do that basically like take a risk leave everything you've obviously got a very big family at home yeah like what do you think drove you to do that was it just this desire to be a musician something or was telling kind of like me uninhibited yeah it was just like an adventure almost like i'm gonna do this i want to go to toronto yeah and i've never been to toronto but i was like i'm gonna move there <laughs> and i've never visited toronto before when i when i was deciding this so it was a big because what if i hated the city what if i just like what you if know. you sucked? What if you bombed? Exactly, exactly. So not only but did you drop out of school, move to a city, a city, it didn't work out, but yet you still chose to go ahead with this adventure. Right. And it, I mean, you, you go in, if you do something like that, if you make a decision like that, you have to go in positive. Yeah. You have to go in headstrong. You have to believe in yourself because believing in yourself is yeah. the hardest thing I feel like you can do. Um, but it also, of course, helps to have that support system yeah. with the family and the friends. But so. it does come, it does have to start within yourself mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and think, okay, I think I can do this. Yeah. I think I deserve it. I mm -hmm. think I'm ready to work my ass off for exactly. it. Then why would anybody else do the work for you or like, 
be in your corner. Like, 100%. If you can't show up for yourself, how are you supposed to show up for anybody else exactly. in your life? Exactly. So during yeah. that time, you did the big move. Obviously, went well. You're still here seven years later. <laughs> yeah. But were there difficult times, or was or 100%, did it kind of work out? One hundred percent. Um, you know, I, I consider myself a fairly positive person. Um, so moving here is very yes. Let's do this. I got a retail job at the Eaton Center, um, to keep myself afloat. Um, and then just opportunities started uh, uh, coming up. I, I signed with a booking agent. We were doing gigs and. Um, new management came in and it started developing a, a team within the music industry. Um, but when I was out here, I, w I didn't really, like all my friends were back home, all my family was back home. So I started to develop friends within the workspace. Um, you know, my, my wife from is from Ottawa, but she moved to Toronto. So we started dating. So we just it started, I started building this community. Did you um, ever feel alone at that time? 100%. Yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a period of time too when uh, this was probably three years into to living in Toronto. I wasn't able to look in the mirror without... I didn't recognize myself, mm -hmm. is basically what I'm trying to say, which was interesting. Um, I'd be like, yeah, I know who I am, but when I look at myself, I had no idea who I was. Was that uh, because <laughs> of the industry or getting caught up in the industry, or were you going through so much growth that you didn't have a chance to catch up yeah, I to think it was a combination. I think it was a combination of things, like the whole music thing, the whole industry, absolutely. Um, and you know, between 19 and 24 is a very interesting time in life. You're just, you're trying to discover yourself, who you are, but at the same time, I was trying to discover who I was as an artist. So I was trying to f almost discover two versions of myself and make them one. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Because so I got in at 24. Okay. So I was a little bit older than you. I can't imagine winning something like the VJ search in mm -hmm. 19. Mm -hmm. I think I would have like gone off the deep end. I would have slept with all the band boys. Like <laughs> I think I would have made some really bad decisions because at yeah. 19 to 24, yeah. like you're just kind of like... You're exploring. Yeah, you're, you're exploring, yeah, totally, right? Totally. So getting in at 24, I experienced something very similar to you mm -hmm. um, where so I moved. I left all my friends. I moved to a new city. Where, where are you from? A uh, small town outside of Montreal called Hudson. Okay. Yeah, so I was, but I was downtown Montreal at that point for school okay. and like I packed up a car that I bought for $500 cash <laughs> off <laughs> nice. some sketchy dude. Yeah. I don't even want to know where that car came from. <laughs> like I had no money. So we bought this car mm. for cash, filled it up with whatever belongings I could find. Mm -hmm. and then moved to a new city and the reason why I was moving was this three-month contract at Much Music. Like right. I moved and dropped out of school, sold everything I had, left yeah. my friends and family for a three-month contract in a job that I had knew nothing did, about. Did, did you believe in yourself when you moved or were you... No, I was like... You're were, you were scared shitless. I was scared shitless. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, I have no business being here, but right. like whatever, let's see what happens. Right. Like, I honestly flow, don't yeah. know where that risk taker in me came from. I think Is I was Is that generally just, not something you would do? Yeah, the older I get, the more I'm like, I weigh the pros and cons. Right. I'm like, what are the consequences <laughs> of these actions? Yeah. But back Fair. then, I think I think there was something internal that was like, this is what you're supposed to do. You're, you're, I think for the first yeah. time, I actually listened to that like little voice inside my head, right. that little like gut instinct right. that said like, just do it. Just like take a chance and try something new. Yeah. But when I did... And I, the contract was extended. Mm -hmm. um, I did have people back home being like, whoa, like you're so different now or like mm. things are so different. And I'm right. like, no, I'm just like, there's a lot of new experiences. Totally. And I was kind of finding myself for the second time right. in this new industry, which was terrifying. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Like, you thought you knew. Who, exactly. Yeah. You thought you knew, but. Here's and this industry ball. can be a little bit of a black hole in yes. good ways and bad ways, mm -hmm. but like you can easily get lost Absolutely. in it. You can get caught up in it, caught mm -hmm. up in social media, caught up in the parties and the events. Totally. And, 
and the people and the partying and it's it can get super overwhelming so absolutely. like to stay on a, a narrow and straight path mm-hmm. can sometimes be really really difficult absolutely absolutely yeah so you found yourself you were good you didn't get lost no i didn't but like like i said that period of time was pretty difficult um but after that uh i started making music this was when i was creating uh, my album intuition and that's when i finally started to you know make music that i've always wanted to make and and say things that i wanted to say in the music and after that project came out i was able to look at myself in the mirror and be like yes you, you are the guy. You're, you're like, I know you. Yeah, you're it, Tyler. It was I'm a very, Tyler. it was a very comfortable feeling. Cause imagine looking in the mirror and you're like, who, who the fuck is this guy? And like, what are you trying to say? What do you mean? You know, like looking at yourself. Oh yeah. Like, what are yeah. you trying to say exactly. to the world? Exactly. Cause yeah. then being a musician is this like really powerful thing, but it, I think it comes with great responsibility. Like you're out there. Great quote from Spider-Man. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I do what I can. I'm cool. Einstein some days. I'll yeah. be Spider-Man. But like it. you're creating something and yes, people will enjoy it. People will dance to it. Mm-hmm. People will feel to it. But if you can add another level to it mm-hmm. and actually say something. Yeah that will leave people thinking about something differently, questioning themselves, questioning mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. wanting to be better or at least better humans. Yeah. Like that's where the power, I think, in music really lies. 100%. Yeah. So Intuition, latest album. Yes. I love the cover art. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like there's a lot behind that cover art. The red. The re- Yeah. It's, it's just you. Passionate. It's deep. It's, it's, yeah, it's heavy. Yeah. I'm happy that you were happy when the album came out because you worked on that for what, like over two years, right? Two and a half years, yeah. In the realm of music, is that a long time to work on an album? That is a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. Um, But we had the time, thankfully. Yeah. Um, You know, with the first album called Yesterday, that cycle was like three years almost. So there was a long, it was a long stretch. So I did have, I was able to take the time and just, uh, self-discover try different things in the studio try different lyrical content and just make it right so was it difficult like you basically were finding yourself and also learning to trust your instincts yeah but it was a it was a positive experience like i was kind of like you know think of you're walking down a path with uh i don't know like a machete with long grass oh okay yes very visual you're you're cutting yeah stuff down you're you're weeding out the bad shit and you know, oh, if you see a flower, you're going to leave that flower yeah. and you're going to go around it and cut the bullshit down. So, so no bullshit in this album. Is no, that what you're telling me? No. Yeah, Is that exactly. scary to have an album with no bullshit? No, it felt right. It felt so right. I was trusting my intuition. Yeah. So I, I was literally just following whatever felt right in the studio I went with. I didn't second guess it. Was your team supportive? Because like 100%. to go in there and be like, this is what feels good. Yeah. Maybe some people are like, Ugh, I don't, I don't know. Like, can well, we trust feelings? I, I, I wrote over a hundred songs for the album, so, and not all of them were great. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> ones that are on the album obviously are the are top yeah. choices, but um, yeah, there's lots to go through. So we did we filtered out, you know, even more after I was done in the studio. Same thing with the machete and the flower. When you're in your writing process, like what, what does that look like for you? Like how do you get in a good, healthy, positive kind of mindset to write? Because to write a hundred songs, yeah, that's it, no small feat. No, it's not. But it, I was trying to explain this the other day to someone. It, it, you go through cycles as an artist. So you write the material, yeah. you produce the material, you release the material, you tour the material. Yeah. So play it live. And when when you're in a tour mode, it's very hard, for me at least, to do writing sessions. Yeah. I have to be like, 
in a writing mode, in a writing mood to write a solid amount of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually just in LA for two weeks writing in, for my third album. Um, and that was after tour. So I was like, yes, tour is done. I'm not in tour mode anymore. I don't have yeah. to think about that. Now I can focus in on writing. Oh, I think we're similar. You compartmentalize. Yeah. I have to compartmentalize. Yeah, totally. Like I can multitask to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but like if I need to give my all to something, yep. I can really only give my all to that one thing. Yeah. And I'm going to give it everything exactly. I have. And exactly. then when it's time to switch gears, yeah. then I'll switch gears. Exactly. Totally. Well, I'm excited for your third album, but we still have to talk about your second album because yeah. I, so I struggle with anxiety. So I think it's really powerful that you put out a track that talks about those things Absolutely, yeah. in a way that's really relatable mm-hmm. and you're not shunning anybody. You're not making them feel nope. bad about it because nope. it's, we're living in a really interesting time where we are. we're talking about it more we and are, I yeah. love that, but I think there's still a lot more work to be done as far as like taking action for sure. comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have to put out that track. You wrote so many other ones. Like yeah. why did you feel like A, this one makes the cut and B, this is a message you want to stand behind? Well, there was two on that track that really spoke to me in terms of uh, depression and anxiety. Uh, one, anybody out there. And then the other one called Help Me. Um, anybody out there, you know, that's kind of the the, the search for yourself mm-hmm. um, and for others. You know, when you're lost, it's good to have a, a, a sense of who you are, but mm-hmm. also you need someone there to be a crutch or to, to help you figure it out. Um, same goes for help me. It's very, uh, that one I wrote about actually a family member who suffers from depression and anxiety. Um, and that one really was, uh, that was like the most personal song on that album. Do they know that this song is about them? I don't know if they do actually. Yeah. It's hard watching someone you love struggle yeah, with depression it is it's so hard yeah. and it's hard to understand and it's easy to get frustrated with them yeah you know it's like it's such a debilitating you know mental health illness for some yeah. individuals 100 and it affects a lot of people mm-hmm. did like did you feel good writing that like it you, did um in a cathartic way obviously yeah of course like it was uh it was hard it was easy but hard to yeah. write because the session was like so personal mm-hmm. um I wrote it with my buddy Chris, which is good to have a buddy there. It wasn't like a random. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the lyrics came very natural. Um, I feel like I should, I feel like I want to reach out and be like, hey, do you know this song is about you? I guess I haven't done that. You'll have to let me know how that goes. Yeah. It's hard to reach out when people are down, but maybe, I mean, it's not like you singled them out, but maybe they'll be like, oh my gosh, Tyler sees me. Tyler like yeah. sees me and like everything that I am, including you know, this, this True. mental health struggle that he struggles with or True. he struggles with. Yeah. But I don't know. You'll have to let me know how that goes. Yeah. Again, my palms are sweaty now. Oh, story of my it. life. You know how wet mine are. <laughs> They're wet yeah, all the exactly. time. Like, usually my microphones are like super, super shiny. Yeah. Well, so you're obviously very aware of the mental health of people around you. Mm-hmm. But for you as an artist, when you're on the road, when you're in the studio, when you're writing nonstop, yeah. like how do you try to make sure that your mental health stays strong? Because being an artist from the outside can seem so glamorous. Yes. You're on stage. You're in a tour bus. Totally. You're flying. You're doing We Day. You're doing TV interviews. Mm. You're hanging out with Chloe on our podcast <laughs> but like it's not yeah it's not it's really not all that it's like that is one small part of, it is very it's a very small part 100 percent. a lot of the, the everyone sees what's in front of the curtain mm-hmm. we have so much behind the scenes um no I, I like to like i mentioned play soccer i like to do activities like i'm a real big sports guy um so when i'm not writing or on the road or even if i am on the road actually um I still need an outlet. So 
it's funny like i mentioned when i was in university music used to be that outlet now it's kind of reversed an outlet for me is like is soccer now yeah i'm um, going to the gym and even photography i need something else other than music to like exercise a different part of my brain so uh I love it. I love yeah. that like movement is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. We all know movement is so good for our mental health 100%, and physical yeah. health, obviously. Yes, yeah. And then photography, is this like a new thing? Um, I've always loved taking photos, um, but this more so is like, uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. Looking I just at take, the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I it's love good to, to take a minute and just like open your eyes and be like, whoa, yeah. this is happening. Yeah. Like this is all around. Totally. Me. I love like traveling. So whenever I go on vacation yeah. or just like in, in areas in general, like I'll, snap a photo and throw it on a hard drive and look at it later but it's just cool to be behind the lens and just like snap away not in front of the camera tyler <laughs> you get to put your hair down yeah and wear some sweatpants exactly yeah totally so when you're touring like how long how long was the tour for you like your last tour august 5th or sorry october 15th yeah until uh december 2nd that's a long time to yeah. be on the road yeah it was like, do you... That was my long... That was the longest tour I've ever done. Like, and you have to give everything to your fans mm-hmm. every time you're on stage. Even when you're sick. <laughs> like, that has to be hard on it, you. Like, it, how yeah. do you... How do you, like, wake up that day and you're like, I feel like shit. I'm super tired. I miss my wife. I miss my friends. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but I'm going to do it. Like, what Like what drives you to get up and it's, still give it your all? It's going to sound cheesy, but the, the fans... Honestly, because I wouldn't be here without their support. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're streaming the music. They're buying the music. They're following me on the social media. They're they're doing everything yeah. in order for me to make the music I make. Um, so that's, at the end of the day, that's why I get up. And I still give 110%. So when they say that, when people say, like, I do it for the fans, like, mm-hmm. that's a real thing. It's like, a it's real not thing. Like, that's not no. like a pageant answer. No, like, you no, no. actually, World like, that's peace. what gets you up? No, this is, like, this is real. This is 100%. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of support like from your fans i was doing a little bit of a deep dive okay and i loved this image that i saw there was a proposal on yes. stage at one of your shows yes there was yeah well, um, tyler that's huge can you please tell me what happened so a friend of the guy that wanted to proposal reached out to management yeah. and he had this idea he wanted to propose at one of my shows um i don't think his intention was to be on stage though so that was our that was curveball. our yeah curveball thing um so before i played the song with you we uh, called him up on stage and the the guy he was proposing to he had no idea what was going on he just thought oh like this is so special um you know and then he started saying his spiel you know i've known you for a long time uh he actually mentioned how his father got sick and how he got sick and and it was just it was a beautiful story that they told I, i can't repeat it but um he clued in and you know tears in the crowd everyone's screaming he's crying and then you know he got down on one knee and, and asked him to marry him so and he said yes yeah he said yes yeah yeah oh my gosh i mean like it was beautiful that's huge yeah. you know like your music is making people feel things and want to share those feelings with other people it's amazing when people like i do like a little meet and greet after usually after yeah. every show um and the things that people say like oh we used with you as your uh, as our first wedding dance song or you know this song got me through this or this song means this to me it's 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 very amazing it's so touching obviously that song's super personal to you but when you put it out did you ever think people would connect to it in this that's way? all i can hope for you know i want people to relate to the music i want them to feel something when they listen to the music whether that's uh, 
you know, enhancing. You know, when you're sad, you want to listen yeah. to sad music. Oh, yeah. When you're excited, you want to get something pumped up um, and everything in between that, right? So I want them to feel something. That's that's all. Yeah. Continue with that. I Sorry, yeah. I know you're probably going to jump in here. Management watching every <laughs> word I say. But, like, you're working on the third album. Yeah. You're hoping to continue that kind of vibe, that, like, enhancing vibe. Like, are we going to get even more personal Tyler Shaw? You might. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, of course. Yeah. Like I, it's very, it's easier for me yeah. to write music when it comes from a personal 100%. space. So. Oh my god, okay, well, I don't want you to get fired or for me never to be your friend again. So <laughs> we actually have both have big days ahead. We're at We Day yes. in Ottawa. Yes, we are. You've been doing this for a while. Yeah. We Day is amazing. I, I love what they're doing and how yeah. they're mobilizing you. It's a lot of fun, yeah. You're super uh, you know, engaged with them and you're also really focused on helping end cyberbullying, yes. which is huge because people can be so mean it's online. Massive. Like sometimes like I'll go through comments um, on Instagram, not not even in my photos, yeah. but just in, in general, and you'll see like the stupidest like what's the what's the point in saying that yeah. like what and you're hiding behind a phone or a computer or whatever you're hiding behind what if that person was in front of you what would you would you hide or would you actually say that's your face i don't know i think it's I think people just need to think twice i think it's 100 percent. like people need to stop trolling each other on social media yeah. people need to stop commenting on their body mm. or what they're wearing or mm. anything at all just like choose kindness people 100 you know it's all I mean? about the love spread love we're yes. spreading love today and yeah. before i let you go tyler mm. I always ask everybody this. Yeah. What does healthy is hot mean to you? Healthy is hot. Um, I think it's just taking care of yourself in general, your, your mental health, uh, your physical health. That is hot. Ooh, it's getting spicy in here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we got to go. You got to go perform. I got to go host. Yeah, let's, let's do, go this. do this. Thing. Yeah, sounds good. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. A huge thanks to Home, this really cool modern meditation space in Toronto for hosting us and making us feel red at home today. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out on experience FOMO. Rate and leave us a comment and also follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. But most of all, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week.